Let's take a look at a new poll that was released today from Research Co. Uh, the online survey, which is representative of a provincial uh, sample, uh, basically shows that if an election were held today, 48% of decided voters would cast a ballot for the BC NDP. That's up two points from May. Uh, that's 48%. BC United would receive 20%, uh, and they're down 13 points. And the Conservative Party of BC would get, would uh, attract 19% of the vote, up 15 points. And the BC Green Party is fourth with 12% down four points. Uh, what are we witnessing here? Is it a tectonic shift in BC politics? Is it a case of where the free enterprise coalition of federal liberals and federal conservatives, which generally uh, have a you know have built a coalition over the last 50 or 60 years, is, is it fractured? What does this all mean? Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about today's poll is Mario Canseco, president of uh, the Research Co. Polling Company. Mario, welcome. Uh, hi, Jess. Great to be here with you. So walk me through, uh, first and foremost, what is this telling you? What are the themes coming out of this poll? <laughs> There's a couple of things that really jumped out of the page when we were looking at the findings. The first one is that uh, we have a significantly high level of undecided voters. Usually at this point, when you're midway to the legislature, uh, you have about 10 or 11 percent of people who say they're undecided. When we asked in February and in May, that's what we got, 10 percent of people who said, I don't know who to vote for. Mm -hmm. But in September, it's up to 18 percent. And this really speaks to the complexities of the situation that we're having politically right now here in B.C. Uh, the NDP voter who is sort of figuring out if they want to stay with the party now that David Eby is the new head of government people who are wondering what BC United is, if they voted for the BC Liberals, and those who are sort of flirting with the federal conservatives looking at their uh, at the BC conservatives as an option they can support. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of undecideds, but when you look at the decided voters, um, it's essentially a fight for second place between BC United, which used to be dominating and was usually in second place for the last few years, mm -hmm. and the BC Conservatives that are certainly climbing up the charts. Now, all, all, you know, these parties, the main two parties, um, generally are coalitions. Right now, the BC NDP coalition is doing very well, thank you very much. Uh, but the other coalition of federal liberals and conservatives referred to as BC Liberals or BC United have certainly fractured. Um, in, in this case, uh, is this a case of where... Is there any chance right now for BC United to attract their traditional support among free enterprise voters, or is this going to remain fractured in your mind? Well, what is interesting is to see BC United holding on to the base of support in southern British Columbia. You know, they're still in second place. They're at 29%. This is a place where they elected people many times. But it's dropping dramatically, particularly in the Fraser Valley, where they're in second place, in Metro Vancouver, where they're essentially tied with the BC Conservatives, and in the island, where they are also below the Greens and the NDP. So I think part of the complexity here is going to be, what type of solution are you planning? Because when you look at the numbers, if we had only one party, mm -hmm. it would be a difference of, of only nine points. And, and you know, part of the problem is, where are all of these voters going to go? Are you going to have a compelling argument as the BC Conservatives to say, we are going to be the ones to deliver you where you want to go? Or can BC United do something different and, and try to rebrand, certainly in a better way than what we've seen over the past few months? Because you know we've seen the numbers not just dropping for them as far as the voting, 
but also for Kevin Falcon as their leader? Um, they have about a year if an election is held next fall in 2024. Is that enough runway to educate the public about BC United? Or do you think this is a question of this is this is baked in and it's going to be very difficult for Mr. Falcon and BC United uh, to make any significant increase uh, in the polls? I think there's definitely an opportunity for growth. And, and more than anything, it's going to be something that happens at the local level. Part of the problem with the BC Conservatives in the past, and we've seen this repeatedly in several elections, uh, people flirt with the idea of voting for the BC Conservatives, and then they show up to their polling station on voting day, mm -hmm. and there's no candidate they can support. So uh, they have to make themselves viable. Uh, uh, you cannot run the, the, the entire province if you only run 17 candidates in an election. So there's going to be a lot of discussion about who's going to be running for the BC Conservatives and whether BC United can maintain that organizational structure that has allowed them to run candidates everywhere for every election in this century. So if you can continue to command that type of gravitas mm -hmm. and to get people who are interested in uh, center-right politics to run as a BC United candidate then you definitely have a chance. I mean, generally, the political math in this province has been you get a bunch of federal liberals and federal conservatives together, uh, and they may not agree on everything. They may not even like each other. But generally, when you keep that coalition together, two-thirds of the time, they are generally the folks who uh, form government in this province. Every 20, 25 years, that coalition <laughs> fractures, uh, whether it be the Socrats to BC Liberals, I would argue BC Liberals now to BC United, whatever it may be, we're in that moment once again. Uh, now, you add in... Uh, layer in a demographic shift of millennials increasingly being a bigger portion of the voting public, even though, you know, boom, boomers do vote, and I firmly see that, uh, but they're a growing portion of that vote. Add in a layer of, uh, you know, a significant amount of immigration in our, in our province, in our country. Um, one would argue the Free Enterprise Coalition, whether it's fractured or not, is really going through an identity crisis, really trying to figure out what are they and who are they in regards to the 2024 voter. I don't think it's been able, they've been able to sort of coalesce who are they, what are they, and what is, and how do you stay together, particularly with the rural-urban divide, demographics, immigration. I mean, I think they're struggling with identity more than anything. It's a complicated matter because for a long time, um, the BC Liberals coasted on the notion that we're not the BC NDP of the 1990s. Yeah. And now you have voters who weren't even alive in the 1990s. <laughs> so they're not going to respond well to something like that. And ultimately, I think we need to look into the circumstances that led to the majority that the NDP enjoys at this moment. You know, it's the middle of the pandemic. Justin Trudeau's immensely popular across the entire country. John Horgan connects very well. People are happy with Bonnie Henry. That gets you 48% of the vote. It's a complicated aspect when you look into what needs to happen from now on. And we see the Conservatives federally connecting very well on the housing file. If BC United or the BC Conservatives talk like that and try to establish that emotional connection with younger voters, then we could have a more interesting election in our hands. But it's ultimately about the policies in place, because this idea of criticizing what the government does out of a knee-jerk reaction is not leading them to get more than 20% of the vote. Do you think uh, if one more person defects or more polls like this come out that Mr. Falcon can make it, uh, can limp towards the election? I'm just curious because, you know, these, keep, yeah. these numbers keep coming out and as the caucus is going to be looking at it, staff will be looking at it, donors and supporters are going to be looking at this. Can Mr. Falcon make it to election day? You know, the number that is crucial to me is to look at the level of support for an for a merger between BC United and the Conservatives. It's 32% across the entire province. You might look at it and go, well, it's just a third. It's not meaningful. 
but it includes 54% of BC Liberal voters in 2020, the weakest BC Liberal party that we've had in this century under Andrew Wilkinson. They know, these voters who stuck with the BC Liberal brand in the worst election they've had, mm -hmm. they know that it's practically impossible to do this if the BC Conservatives do well. So if that is your core voter and your core voter is telling you, extend the hand to these people and let's see if we can make it work, then I think that is the answer. Wow. Mario, fascinating poll. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Jess. Anytime.